Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's not a happy town here right now. And I broached it the other day. I was on WEEI and I said, you know, it makes all the sense in the world, football-wise, to bring back a quarterback who you've seen play at a level in this league, who is on a managed contract, who has three years in the league has actually seen more horror stories already than guys who've been in the league for 10 years. He can help the Patriots. And as I was uttering the question or the statement, the host said, Oh no, because really that's the atmosphere is toxic toward Mac right now. So even if it makes all the sense in the world, football wise, again, non-football off the field, non-contractual, non everything. People don't want to see Mac back. Yeah, they don't. I don't care about the contract. Do you think fans care about the contract? No. Me neither. Like, the only person who could possibly care about the contract is ownership. And they have a bazillion dollars to spend this offseason. They haven't spent for a decade compared to their counterpoints. There have been years here and there, like 2021, where they spent. They are 32nd in spending over the last 10 years. I do not care that Mac Jones has a cheap contract. I don't. I'd push it on somebody else, and if they don't want it, I'd cut him. Because, yeah, I think fans are done with Mac Jones. Just like I think Jets fans are done with Zach Wilson, or they were done with Sam Darnold before that, or whatever. I mean, if a quarterback, Niners fans might have been done with Trey Lance. Like, at a certain point, you're just like, it's not working, done, move on. And I don't get why people are so afraid of that. And That ties into our big question of the day, up now at Jones and Mego. Like, why are people so afraid to swing and miss on a quarterback? Like, I've heard you say this before, Meg. Oh, and Arcand, I know you're in this camp. We can get to your thoughts on all of it. Meg's planning at 5.30, bet roulette, at 5.45. One of us didn't hit on our pick last night, which prevented us from hitting on a second straight parlay. I don't want to name names. I don't want to point anybody out. No need to single Jones out. Yeah, let's not do that, yeah. please. If, you, uh, if we could avoid uh, doing that, that'd be great. But I've heard you say, well, you don't just want to be one of these teams that's drafting a quarterback every, like, two or three years. Which I get. I mean, I'd rather hit than miss, obviously. But why? Why is there such a paralyzing fear about missing on a quarterback? I don't. I don't get it. It's not. It's not the days of Jamarcus Russell anymore, where you're paying the guy a bunch of guaranteed money before he's done anything. They're they're slotted picks. I mean, the money's essentially going to be the same. It's a little different, but the money's essentially going to be the same on the number three pick, no matter who you take. So, I don't. I don't really understand the crippling fear of whiffing on a quarterback. To play devil's advocate, because I, I largely agree with you, I think that 
people would say that they're afraid of what else they're missing out on. If they swing and miss on the quarterback, especially when you're at the number three pick or anywhere high in the first round, even high in the second round. Like if you're if you're going there, are you missing out on the generational talent of Marvin Harrison Jr.? And also, hey, by the way, like on a way more boring note, you have to figure out your offensive line too. You have to get tackles at both sides. That is more boring. Maybe you need to shore up the guard. Like it, you need pass catchers. You need tight ends. And so I think it would be not only like, do you miss twice is how people are looking at it because you whiff on the quarterback and you're going to have to get back on the quarterback carousel again. But on top of that, you're also going to whiff on the generational talent of Marvin Harrison Jr. Who's such a lock. Yeah. So I'd argue drafting someone like Mac where you don't know and you still have Tom Curran surmising that maybe they should bring back Mac. Or Mark Daniels reporting the door isn't shut on Mac, or Mike Reese floating the idea last week. Like I would argue, Mac is more damaging than just whiffing on someone like Josh Rosen with the Cardinals when they immediately moved on, or even like Zach Wilson. Like the Jets knew pretty early, they're like, this doesn't work, so let's go get Aaron Rodgers. Like I think there's some value. This sounds dumb. There's some value in missing so spectacularly that you're like, <laughs> this doesn't work. Instead of being in that weird. No, middle middle realm with Mac where going into year four, some people are like, eh, maybe you bring back Mac. That's the worst place to be with a quarterback who clearly won't work, but he's not so bad that you're like, we have to move on. It's because the talent is so bare. That's the conversation that Tom Curran, not to put words in his mouth, but what I hear, what I think he's making is you have so many areas of need at places where you either have to draft really high most of the time to hit on the guy or you have to spend a lot of money in free agency like with a wide receiver or a tackle. And so I understand that. I just would say it's not a reason not to take a big swing on the most important position. See, that's how I feel about it. And I know. It's making me reconsider my position. No, now. you should. I mean, you probably should. It's just. Somebody posted of Zeke. I think it was Zeke. He posted a video of me agreeing with you, saying you're right about the Mac yeah. stuff like yeah. a year ago. Yeah. I did not okay that. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, just listen to Deep fake. Back. Yeah, just listen to me Yeah, more. that's not me. All I'm saying, that was the deep rendering. All I'm saying is just listen I'm to me I'm a more. victim like Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, it's AI. Yeah. They just put my face and voice on there saying that. Yeah, just listen to me more. Don't give these people ideas. And, and, oh, my and God. You, and you won't have to put out deep fakes anymore. No, that is true. Yeah, don't don't give them ideas. That's a good point. Can I also I'm going just my say nets. Uh, that the uh, <laughs> as, a, as a Patriots fan in the AFC East over the last 24 years, uh-huh. just think of the other three teams and the problems that they had with quarterbacks the entire Basically, the entire Tom Brady era, all the Chad Penningtons and the Brett Favres and, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill and EJ Manuel and Geno Smith and all the Mark Sanchez, all these quarterbacks that got drafted. And they were all I mean, none of them worked like Mm -hmm. it was really just year after year after year for 20 years. And that was all just in your division. I know it's not like that everywhere, but, know, yeah, but that's that, an extreme. That was, it no, is but, an extreme, but it happened. No, like, but I would argue that's very relevant because Patriots fans saw it up front and 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 they they witnessed it in the division and they they won championships and a bunch of regular season games anyway because of it. So, look, it's fair. I don't want to be wandering through the wilderness for the next decade, and I don't want to be the Jets constantly looking for a quarterback. I mean, the Bills ultimately found theirs. You know, the Dolphins may have found theirs. Washington's still looking. Yeah. so They let Kirk Cousins walk. But just because you whiff on one doesn't mean you're just going to whiff for 20 straight years like you're the Dolphins looking for the next Marino until they kind of sort of found Tannehill and then found Tua. Like, I don't know. I I don't think you have to go to that extreme. I would agree with it. But it's a possibility. 
it's also a possibility that you hit on your quarterback and you have your C.J. Stroud or whomever. 617-779-7937. You're not going to hit on your quarterback if you're afraid to take a swing, is all I would remind people. And, you know, I think the Chiefs being bold about Mahomes, what would they be if they didn't get Mahomes? A nice team that constantly was out in the divisional round? Like, they could have said, you know what, we're good. Let's keep building up our... Alex Smith is enough. They could have said that. And they didn't. They said, you know what? We like this guy. We're going to go get him. And it completely changed the career trajectory of so many people. I mean, I said the other day, Kelsey now, to me, is the greatest tight end of all time. Andy Reid is like chasing down Belichick as one of the greatest coaches of all time. They could have they could have stayed with Alex Smith. Alex Smith is fine. Keeps his hands at 10-2. and two. We'll be in the playoffs. Maybe we'll get lucky and win a championship. Let's keep building up our roster. They could have done Let's that. Let's hope his leg doesn't get snapping well, out. Well, that, but like... <laughs> They could, they easily could have done that, and they said, we're not doing that. It's not enough. And so I would start with that. I would start there. Uh, real quick, because Brady said it today, he uh, he confirmed he's going to the booth. Mm-hmm. He's been doing lots of work behind the scenes, talking to broadcasters, trying to get his dry runs in. Uh, yes, he's, he's doing that for sure. He told both McAfee and I think Cowherd today, maybe, maybe other stops, he is officially going to the broadcast booth. Tom. So is the the dream's dead? Brady's not like Brady. The whispers Wait, that was the dream still alive for you, Tom. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> Mego, last year the Niners tried to bring him in. And Tom Curran told Vikings us. Too. Thank you, Tom Curran told Tom. us last week that the Vikings were interested in bringing in Brady. So yeah, the dream was still alive. Yes, not for me. The okay, dream, you, you the thought dream, the ceiling was closed. Why the year? Why the year off? Like, you don't think that was in Gronk parlance? You don't think he was, like, trying to reopen the ceiling and get well, back then in? I think the ceiling is is closed. What does he need a year off for? I Why do you he need that? He got that? divorced. Maybe he was trying to get his mentals straight, you know? He just yeah, needed a, a year to himself. I'm getting some ring cameras. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean. <laughs> he needed a year of Brady. Yeah, maybe. I'd say, you know, you got some alimony to pay. W- Go get in the booth is what Brady I would say. Brady wanted to... a year of his hoe phase. Yeah. Is what he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to Kim Kardashian oh, for a while. Um, he, was, he was trying to get this merger and acquisition with uh, with Noble done. So he's got that now. That's true. He does, ha- he does have more money. Uh, you know, his business kind of failed uh, in some ways uh, on its own, but he's going to get a, a cash windfall out of it. And Florio twelve dried up like a crypto. Yeah, Florio, Florio made the point that you know this is this is the kind of move that's going to help Brady uh, maybe become an owner, which is maybe a long term goal for him. Uh, I also saw today, and Arcan, you looked on the website and didn't see Mac's name on there on the football. Yeah, so Noble has like all their athletes, and there's like four football players. Mac Jones isn't one of them. Noble right dropped Mac last year. I, I forget who reported that, Didn't but no, that. Noble dropped Mac last year, but you were onto something by him not being on the website. And so I say all that to say this about Brady. Like, him taking the year off, I think, potentially really hurt him because people love Greg Olson now. That's true. People love Greg Olson now, and people are like, Olson's great. He is great. I think he's, you know, I just get a don't, little. Don't, come on. You just hate when everyone no. agrees on something. Well, yes, exactly. I just hate when people don't think for themselves, and they're just like, well, everybody else says Olson's great, so uh, Olson's How great. How about if you just watch the games yeah. and you go, he's pretty good, I, and I like, I like that him. commercial with the nicknames. I like him, but I'm just saying, like, I just, I feel like it's just so like a knee-jerk like reaction. Him. Yeah, I think yeah. he's fine. I think he's I fine. think he's really good. I don't think he's the best analyst in the game. People act like he's the best analyst. Now. I mean, that's the game. That right there. Like, it's not over. But- it's not Romo. It's Aikman. But anyway, neither here nor there. Brady, I think, screwed himself a little bit by waiting, number one. And he already was going to be under a massive mega spotlight 
But people were saying this last no, year. No, they were, but you gave him a whole nother year to like really, like people like Romo year people one too. People were already in love with Olsen last people year. Like, okay, but people were in love with Romo year True. one. And he came back for year two and people were like, this guy blows. And Olsen only, you know, burnished that case. And so I wonder, I wonder, I don't know. I already didn't think Brady was going to do a good job, but now he's got added pressure and expectations and people are just waiting to be like, you're no Greg Olsen. And he did that to himself for taking a year off to to what? Go, you know, gallivant around the globe and get caught on ring cameras, I Belichick style. The fifth. Yeah, exactly. You should. I think it sounds nice. I think it sounds worth it. What does Brady failure in the booth look like? Uh, like, where do we draw the line at this is a mess? It's just, you know, it when you see it? Yeah, and I would say if he pulls the ripcord on it, you know, like... It, 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 be he'll, better than Dennis Miller. <laughs> he'll, but he'll bail out. I think he'll bail out pretty quick. If it's not working, he'll bail. And like, that, that to me would be... After a season? Yeah. Or- Okay. Right. After like a year, I, I, if Brady has a bad year in the booth, he'll either get shoved out or he'll bail. It happened with Witten. It happened with Booger. Did Dennis Miller get a second year? I forget. But Rush like Limbaugh didn't. I know yeah, that. exactly. So like, <laughs> a, like that, that to me would be failure. Like even if he's not great on the games, but he sticks and he gets better at it and he's there for like five years, I'm not going to crush him for it. He might not be my favorite analyst. But being out after like a year, that to me would do it. What if everybody hates Brady in the booth? And then you're like, eh. He's pretty good, actually. I mean, let's because see. Because that's you. Let's see. Let's see if he's any good. Oh, uh, you miss Greg Olson? <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm writing the takes for I you. I probably will say that week one. I probably will say that week one. But again, he's got to do It's like anybody can jump on TV and, and impress for like a week. Romo did it. Bill does, Anytime Bill shows up and talks for like five minutes, people are like, oh, my God. Like he was there on game day for like five minutes and people thought he was great. That was a little bit charming. So Brady could do it for like a week. The trick is doing it every day. Brady's going to need like a media Alex Guerrero. <laughs> and I think I know who the man is. And here he is having the time of his life. That's a good one, but I was thinking of Jim yeah, Gray. Yeah, no, Jim Gray's the guy, for yeah. sure. No, no, no. Jim Gray is the, uh, the TV fluffer there. Uh, 617-779-7937. So can you teach guys how to grind, or is that innate? <laughs> no, no, it's innate. Teach me how to grind, Tom. It's, it's innate. Yeah, demonstrate. You can either do it or you can't. Arkan with all the latest in trending. Uh, but before we get to that, what do we have coming up in Megsplaining there, Mike? Okay, what we have coming up in Megsplaining is a crime that was committed that I would go to great hi go to great lengths to remedy to fix i would turn into a vigilante for justice on this crime but i don't know if i would do what this person got caught doing on camera okay that's right after trending with arkin worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. For the 
Let's talk about the two goalies. I don't think it matters who comes first. Trust me, have- it matters. Jones and Mego. It matters. I do not know what's going on with us offensively. The first half is uh, there's like this sense of entitlement where like we're just supposed to play like amazing basketball every quarter, every game, and that's just not how it works. There's no pop behind what we're doing. Got to be a little bit of force behind your play here. And I said to the guys at halftime it was like it felt like it was we gave up 24 points. Like, it was 25 to 24, we won the quarter after giving up 36. This lineup for the Pelicans, we need to go like 15 to 2 against this lineup. <laughs> this is not a good lineup. Uh, this expectation of it's supposed to go a certain way all the time is it can be extremely unhealthy. White takes it. And we have to just continue to play regardless of down five, up eight, it doesn't matter. If we're only going to feel good about ourselves when the ball's going in, then that's a recipe for short-term success. And I thought that was what the issue was in the second quarter. Were the guys able to embrace that? It looked like Jalen and Jason were kind of joking around at ease at the beginning of the second half uh, during that challenge. Uh, Brown takes it. I would say so. We won the game. Joe Missoula, after the game last night, nice win for the Celtics. Like, I hated they dug themselves into that hole that early. But that was one where I'm like, first night of a back-to-back, they might roll over and die and rest guys down the stretch to bounce back against the Pacers tonight. And both games are at home, so maybe that factored into it. Come back from 17 down, 11 down in the fourth. They beat uh, the Pelicans going away. And Joe Mazzula, multiple times, unprompted, referred to the team as entitled. Uh, so what do we make of all of that here on Jones and Mega with Arcan? We have Meg explaining with Megan Anolini coming up less than 10 minutes from now at 530. So stay tuned for that. We don't need to play all of the entitlement comments there. But I think when you go through it, he at bare minimum distances himself from calling out the players for being entitled. And I think at worst latches on to really like blaming the media or finger wagging the media about creating a false narrative around the team. And it's just, Joe, you're the favorite. You should be the favorite. Act like the favorite. And when you lose to teams like New Orleans, if you were going to lose to them last night, or you've dropped back-to-back home games, well then, yeah, people are going to get on you. I I don't get why that's such a bad thing. You still should win the championship. I still think you're going to win the title. And I don't think that's a false narrative. So I just, I go back and forth on what he was discussing last night. If he was putting it on the players and calling them entitled, great. Or if he's even pushing back on a media narrative like, hey, guys, ignore the noise. Like, they're turning you into – you still need to focus and show up to work every day and blah, blah, blah. I'd like that too. But if it's just you guys with your dumb narrative, you guys don't know what you're – like, you expect us to – what, we're supposed to win every game? If he's lashing out at that, then I don't like it. Yeah, he's a – I mean, he's basically saying this team can't be a front-running team. And so we need to go through situations like this. We need to be down 10 points to a team that we consider or that others consider very inferior to us. And we need to be able to get over that and have these surging fourth quarters where we come back and Derek White's been cold for three quarters and then he comes alive and Tatum takes over and all this stuff. Like, I think he's right about that. I don't really understand why he went so hard on entitlement from the jump, saying it twice about the team. And then when he's pressed on it, he goes, oh, well, uh, there's a yes, yes, it's an outside narrative. It's like, OK, well, are, are you worried about it or not? Like, do you think your team is acting entitled or not? He seems hesitant to press on that. Do you think they are? 
I think that they're probably sitting there going, we're the favorites. We have the target on our back, and we know that we have the top five in the league. Like, can you handle that pressure? That's the bigger question to me. I don't think that they're going to go into the postseason and not expect certain situations to be hard. It's I've seen them crumble when they face another team that has more experience in the post or in the finals than them yeah so like if they see denver in the finals i'm terrified yeah i don't not because i think denver is a more talented team but i've seen what they were against golden state in the finals and that's just a team that's been there and won it before i think a lot of a lot of their entitlement went out the door with smart and with grant williams like i'm not as fearful of it as i used to be but you know, when Missoula's bringing it up, I, I I hope he's knocking them down a peg and saying, guys, it's not just we can't just roll the balls out against the Pelicans. If you do, you're going to be down 17. And so I hope that's what he was doing. And Arkan, I know you want to give him some benefit of the doubt there. I hope that's what he was doing because I think they've needed that in the past. I certainly don't think Missoula could have voiced that to them in the past, meaning last year. And so maybe he just feels a little more comfortable in his own skin to do it. Yeah, and listen, I mean, this has been a good month for the Celtics, not a great one. They're 10-5 and this month. I just looked it up. And they haven't had any real long winning streaks. Like, they've had earlier in the year, like, they've won seven in a row, five in a row. They've had some, you know, good momentum. But this month they really haven't, and some of these losses have been ugly. So I don't think that it's the other thing. Like, I think this is how he feels about his team. Like, you're not entitled to win all these games. And a couple of times this month you've gone out there against good teams, you know, teams that you should be uh, competing with. With, and you didn't look like you belonged on the floor with Milwaukee. You didn't look like you belonged on the floor with the Clippers on Saturday. Like these, these are things that have happened recently. I don't think that this is something he's taking lightly. I do think some of it is a message to media that Joe Missoula likes to have, which is it's a professional league. Like any night is anybody's night. And so we walk in there. We Like you said, we can't just roll the balls out. You have to compete. It's just to me, it's kind of like That's such an excuse. It's just like, duh. Yeah. Can you embrace being the best team in the league? Yeah. Can you embrace that you need to get over the hump? Can you embrace that you have these expectations on you, whether it's from fans, whether some of it is coming from ownership, although ownership will never publicly ever ever put that on you or if it's from other teams in the league like can you step up to the occasion yeah it's oh the you know they're professionals too those guys are paid yeah. too well yeah we no, all I, know it's hard to win in the league but you yeah. have the best team i don't think it's that hard for them to win and so you know well, clearly it is because they haven't done it yet no, no 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 it's hard to win a championship i don't think on a lot of nights it's hard for them to win and i that's why if that's what he's pushing back on that's great and i don't expect him to go 82 and 0 like i like i really don't despite the way i talk about them but when they lose a game, do we just look at the other team and go, oh, well, they had a good night? Or do we hold the Celtics accountable? So I hope he's doing some of that. The only reason I feel like it was more of a a finger-wagging of the media is he did get – he did, like, puff out his chest a little bit with the three-point thing again. I don't know if you noticed that, Mego, after the game. But it's like he did a little bit more of that where it's like, oh, well, yeah, well, basically, you know, New Orleans started missing their threes. The guys we wanted – to take threes, we're hitting their threes early. They started missing because they're not, you know, Herbert Jones and guys like this. He was talking about the law of averages. Larry Nance. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what he said. Law of averages. And then our guys are going to, like, Derek White is not going to miss every three he ever takes. Law of averages works out, and that's what Starting it was. Starting to sound like Draymond Green after game one of that finals. And so, you know, to me, and that's true, and Draymond was right, and Draymond got in their heads. I just, I, I hope that's not what Joe Missoula is doing. But largely, I, I haven't had a lot of problems with Joe at the podium this year. There's been a few stray comments here and there. Largely, I like his approach. And I hope he's holding his players accountable. I hope that's what he's doing. He senses a lack, uh, a sense of entitlement, and he's trying to get in front of it. 
I hope that's what he's doing. I just I got confused on that the more he tried to explain it and went on. I just want more of the soap opera that's going on between Joe Missoula and Gary Washburn. Are you a football guy? Do you understand? Did you understand all that stuff? Well, what stuff? Because last night in that post game, I was, on, press I was on Joe's side on that one. Not the best question. Well, Gary, Gary starts asking the question at like. Well, even before he's like, "Is this a lesson?" and Joe Missoula just starts laughing, and Gary's like, "I didn't, I didn't even I didn't ask, ask the question, question yet." Yeah. And Joe goes, "Is this a lesson?" I was like, "Does Joe love him or hate him?" I can never tell. I, I used to think he totally hated him. Does Joe like any media member? And now I think he loves him. I don't think that. You think, you think that lo- there's real animosity? I think Joe there? looks like. Drew, you think Drew he likes Carter. Gary Washburn? I love you, Gary. He said that. Yeah. So what? I think he like looks forward to his back and forth with Gary Washburn. I do not. I do not. You I think do not there's think no that. love lost there? I don't, I don't think I think he thinks there's a joke going on that Gary Washburn is not in on. Like Gary Washburn is not understanding. It's like you when you used to go to the gate lady at Foxborough. I don't think Joe Mazzula likes any media. The members. football stuff that yeah. was going on. Mm-hmm. He likes Drew. Those pregame interviews. Does he? Oh yeah. Him and Drew, they're like uh they're like a couple of couple of pals. Okay. You Maybe they that? go to some dinners no, together. I, no, he, we should ask Scout. Likes, you can't handle the truth. He likes Q's bot 5.0. I don't know. Maybe okay. they have similar interests. All right. Uh, 617-779-7937. We have Bet Roulette coming up. Some picks for tonight. Let's not focus on last night and who let us down. Uh, that comes your way at 545. Meantime, it is time now for Megsplaining with Megan Annalini. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg explaining. Meg explaining. I saw this on NBC News. Um, and Zeke, if you could queue up the video on uh, Twitch. If you want to watch this, it's twitch.tv at slash Boston W-E-E-I. There was this woman in Los Angeles and she was eating outside of a Whole Foods market with her dog tied to a table. And the dog started to wander off. This is how it results, okay, if you're watching on Twitch. Dog started to wander off. She's on the hood of the car? She's on the hood of a car in this video. This is what happened. She start, the dog starts to wander off and she sees a stranger because he like untangles the leash. Mm-hmm. She watches a stranger, a woman, pick the dog up and get into a car that's parked on the side of the street with two other women and a man. May I ask, so, what kind yeah. of dog is it? I th- a free uh, dog. It's very important. It's a French bulldog. Okay, so well, I've, I've, I've actually read about this. That's exactly why I asked. So it's Fra- a French bulldog. Frenchies that's, are getting, that's a good question. They're getting snapped up left and right. I have read about so this. So the dog the owner, her name is Ali Zacharias. Um, she saw this dog napping happening. At first, she thought she was confused. She was like, oh, no, no, that's my dog. Maybe someone just thought it was a loose dog. So she goes up to try to talk to the person and say, hey, that's my dog. And I'm they sorry. They, got, they, drive, they turn around, start driving off. This is her explaining on NBC News how she handled the situation. My only recourse was to stop the car. So I stood in front of the car and I put my hands out and I said, stop. I said, do not go. And I didn't think that they'd drive into a human. The next thing I know, they like drove into me and like banged me and like so I fell on the hood. This all happened right here at this intersection, and it's part of a disturbing trend. These prized French bulldogs snatched from their owners, often then sold on the black market. 
<laughs> okay. Wow. So I'm, I'm not laughing. Is it's there sad. like a shortage of French bulldogs? No, I, so this one, I don't, I don't get why are people... Okay, before we get to that, can Frenchies I tell you what happened? just make the dogs hump each other and you Frenchie, have a bunch yeah, of French Yeah, Frenchies bulldogs. are, it's a nice, cute little dog, but I don't get the fascination, but go. So the driver began swerving and threw her off the hood of the car. Damn. So if you watch on Twitch, she's just <laughs> holding on to the hood of the car and the driver swerves, throws her off on a sidewalk like ba-bum. Yeah. They're still at large. Uh, Zacharias said wait, wait, wait. that the dog and and the dog yep, nappers are still they at large. Found them. Oh, geez. They said that they're investigating. They told her it could be more than a case of dog theft now because she was struck by the vehicle. It yeah. may also be a case of assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, I would say. So of course, in fairness, she's the one diving on the hood. Murder. Yeah, I mean, well, she's the one diving on the hood. Well, she yeah. stood in front of the car and they drove into her. Yeah. So it was a French bulldog, yeah. and as you said, there have been a couple of stories in the news now. They're the most popular breed in the country. I didn't know how much these dogs cost. How much? You, which is part of the reason they're getting stolen. Well, no, I uh, Kat's uh, friend's mother used to breed Frenchies, so now I'm curious. How much How much do they go for? So I saw that they could go for, and granted, this is sometimes based on lineage, and if you're going to show the dog. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, what's the number? Up to $8,000. What? Wow. Wow. For you a bulldog? Up to a French Don't bulldog. Don't they only live to be All like right. eight well, years hang old? On. Hang on. Let's get in the trust tree for a moment. There's yeah. a lot of Frenchies in Boston. You can get $8,000 for these things? Yeah. But I think it has to be a particular See, color okay, or has we, to have an AKC okay. lineage. Should, should we, we go steal a French? Yeah, should, should we, we start stealing? You know should, who has one? Should we start a French dog napping ring? Should we steal Lou Merloni's French bulldog? This, he has a Frenchie. Oh, yeah. He talks about this Frenchie a lot. That my answer is yes, eight thousand dollars. Yes, fr- he's a Frenchie dad. We okay. know the Rudy takes when he walks. <laughs> That's a good point. This is true. That's we a good track point. Him. Stop giving people ideas. I know. I okay. Yeah. So we can we can be getting maybe eight thousand dollars a pop. What's what's a junkie one get? Like a thousand. Like I what, think, so. Like if the high end gets you eight thousand, what's, what's what like people, a crummy French bulldog? This is what get? people pay breeders. Okay. So I'm guessing on the black market when you're selling a puppy that you're getting less than eight thousand dollars. You're probably getting like five thousand. I see, I see a lot of French bulldogs in Charlestown. They're everywhere. But I was catch him looking online, and they started fifteen hundred dollars for him, a breeder. So I was asking you about your dog because you're a little dog dad. Yes, uh, a dad of a little dog. Yep. Cavalier, how much? Yep. How much? Like it, how you got him, and mm-hmm. you said you went to a breeder. Yes, correct. My yes. dog, I paid like maybe a hundred fifty bucks, <laughs> yeah. and they drove her up from Texas in a van. Right, and she was full of worms, right. and I basically like it's just been an incredible deficit to own this right. dog. Yep. Yeah. So no, we yeah we went to I, look. I I I've, I don't know. If I told this story on the air. I've told you guys about this before. I started working nights like ten years ago. Uh, Kathleen and I moved in together at basically this time. And, you know, like two weeks, like basically we moved in together when I got this gig, independent of how it all came together. That's just how it worked out. And, you know, within like two weeks of me working at night, she's like, hey, there's no one here. We didn't have a kid yet. We had just moved in together. And she's like, I'd like to get a dog. I'm like, great, great idea. Let's talk about it. She's like, oh, well, I already found the dog and here's what we're naming him. And here's the breeder and we're going to Providence to pick him up and blah, 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 blah. Here's what it costs. All these things. And so I don't really remember the whole process of how it went down. I did very little with it. But yes, but it's so we could we could do like a cavalier ring as well. Is that what you're suggesting? I guess. Okay. I don't know. I'm seeing in the text line that um, they can you can get up to ten thousand dollars for a Frenchie for a high end French. Did even you catch him? And that's not uncommon at all. Who's buying dogs in the black market? 
Well, I don't know if that's black market. I think that's if you go to a breeder. Yeah, right. Okay, so, but these people are buying and then, you know, they're stealing the dogs. Well, if it's they're really... selling them on the black market. Who are they selling If it's really to? competitive, like if you're trying to go to a breeder, my understanding, like I didn't go through a breeder. I adopted, I didn't shop did. Yeah. Like if you go through a breeder, I think it can take... You you have to get on a list a lot of times and wait for a long time. If, yeah. Especially if it's a popular breed like French Bulldog. They're now the most popular breed in the country. So... Barkin's making a good point. You can get $10,000 for a Frenchie, but what are you getting on the black market? Probably That's less what I than said. That. Yeah, I think no, probably like $5,000, $2,000. I bet less, yeah. To, right. I think like 500 bucks. take this Frenchie. We don't know where it came from. It's hot. Here's the other thing is like, <laughs> why isn't the dog microchipped? Stolen from some lady in L.A. Is Charleston microchipped? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you microchip the dog, like you can just track it down that way. Uh, it's a great point. I don't know. I that's a good point. Maybe this dog's not not chipped. I don't know. I know some people who have not microchipped their dog because they're like worried that it might have some adverse weird health effects or something. But yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I'm like, come on. Well, yeah. When you have a dog like my dog, it's the it's same a reason I didn't get the vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no. So so it uh, seems like what you'd want to do is steal a male and a female and then breed them and then have all the French bulldogs you'd get forever okay. and just keep selling them. No, I don't. Not what I. Not the kind of. I don't want to get the if dog not breeding you, I'm business. Talking, I'm saying for oh, like someone who's talking, trying to make money. I thought you were talking about for our. You know, you start off breed. and then you sell the dog and then you could do it for <laughs> you could do it on the. I mean, then you'd be doing it on the up and up, technically, right? Because you'd be selling the puppies. You just didn't know you stole the parents. But I think you need to. Ass- <laughs> I think I think you need to establish like the the line for people. If people are trying to get a ten thousand dollar French bulldog because they want to show it or something, like I think that you need to establish the lineage with a kennel club. I think that makes. I think you know, uh, for going through a breeder, like I think that makes a big difference. If you are if you are purchasing a dog to show. It's a mu- it's a much higher cost, and that's probably what people are getting ten thousand dollars for. You're probably buying a French bulldog to show. My dog has all these ridiculous quirks that make it impossible to show. Not that I would do that. Like I said, I rescued her from Texas, and she was full of worms. Yeah, but like her ears are three times too big. Her tail <laughs> is way too big. She's that like could be part of her panache. W- way far off breed standard. What would you, what lengths would you go to if Charleston was stolen in front of you? Um, and Kat's sitting with you. So good luck on the black like, market, Charles. Yeah, she's I mean, like, I don't she's know. like, Jones, that's her dog. That's like, her uh, son. I don't have to go. I don't have to go pick up poops in the morning. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would don't, you jump on the roof of no, a car? No, I, I think I would do something I short would. of that. That probably makes me a bad uh, dog dad, but I think I would do something short of that. I think I would hang that. on to the bumper and, like, get dragged <laughs> no, no, down I, the street I know screaming. you would. I think I would stop. I would stop somewhere short of that. I would, like, yell at them and, you know, create a fuss, and then when they drive off, I, I don't. it's a good point about the microchip. I, I guess that's what we would do. My dumbass dog slipped Is there a collar. way to deactivate that or something like that? Well, my dog slipped her collar once and ran across four lanes of traffic, uh-huh. which I chased her through like active traffic fun having a husky and then you know what i how i found her was someone called me that they that she followed them into her into their home nice so she just went to go find a new owner right they were like hey i have your dog and i'm like how did you catch her they're like she just walked into our house with us why some people go through breeders (laughs) uh so there you go so uh french bulldog's hot we're still discussing whether or not we want to uh go with the french bulldog ring Arkan wants to. Arkan now wants to breed French bulldogs. Yeah, I want to make this a business. I feel like that is I just. I feel like if you come to a Arcan's, legitimately messy proposition. I want a puppy mill. You went to Arkan's house and he just has like towels down on the floor everywhere. <laughs> he has a bunch of little French yeah, bulldogs. I, I get attached to the dogs humping each other. I, uh, look, look, it, stealing dogs and flipping them on the black market. Maybe I could be coaxed into. I am not breeding dogs. That sounds just awful. See, you guys don't see the big picture like I do. <laughs> 
No. You don't text, see line, text line does says Red Sox would need to shed salary before getting a French bulldog confirmed. It's <laughs> a good point. Maybe maybe this is what John Henry needs to do. This is his next business. John, steal a few steal a few French bulldogs on the John side. John Henry needs to spend less time on these humping dogs and get back to baseball. Wasn't there point. a bring your dog to the game it. thing last year? Yeah. Right? No, 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 no. They bark in the park. I did a Meg explaining on it. They outlawed it like four Aww. years ago. Linda, we're gonna get all the Frenchies in Fedway. We're going to steal them, sell them on the black market. But first, we're going to make them hump. <laughs> so there you go. That's Meg's plate. Each and every day. And then we're going to buy the PGA. Oh, Jones my God. Is this and true? And Mega with Arkan. Pro- the text line? Probably not, but what? French bulldogs are also expensive because they can't consummate naturally. They literally need human assistance to become pregnant. Yeah. I think they have all. I think they have all. We've got to help the dogs mount each other, Linda. <laughs> Hot. So I think I think they have all kinds Arcan, of. This is what Arcan wants to do instead of radio. I think Freaking they, electric. <laughs> <laughs> they do have all kinds of health issues, right? Like breathing issues and things like well, that. Yeah, the, this is the breathing issue. You know what? Never mind. I don't we gotta get them in the mood. Yeah, no, I think that might that might be part of it. There's not a lot of stamina. Get on those these dogs. dogs some oysters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll get into a bet roulette, some picks for tonight with all your phone calls next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Jones and Mego on WEEI. You got a chance to go back up by three scores and you go for it on fourth down and then all the dopes on Twitter are backing you up? The the the, the, the data freaks who wouldn't know Lombardi for Paul Brown! Never heard of Otto Graham! Kenny Stabler! Madden! Wouldn't know him if they fell on him! They do football via math! That's not how you do football! Oh, my God, what a loss. And America wanted Detroit to win. We've seen this game before. Nobody, but nobody wants to see San Francisco. We've seen San Francisco, Kansas City. And what happened after that? A two-year pandemic. Two months later. I do agree with Mad Dog on that. Let's blame the Chiefs and the Niners for a pandemic. I, uh, I got to be honest, not, not worried about that Super Bowl matchup. I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl matchup. What I am concerned about with Dan Campbell and the Lions and going forward on fourth down and analytics and sports, like baseball is rife with it, and it's ruined the sport. You can make a case that that's happening in the NBA too. Where now every team just shoots a bazillion threes, and it's all about whether or not your threes are going in or not. I think the Celtics are a prime example of that. They don't know how to win if their threes aren't falling. They haven't done that yet. Maybe they'll figure it out this year. They haven't done it yet. For the most part, I think the analytics movement in the NFL has not been a bad thing. 
Like, going for it on fourth down most of the time, to me, is not a bad thing. And I don't mind Dan Campbell going for it 99 times out of 100. I didn't even mind the second one. You and I agreed on this yesterday, Mego. The second one when they were down three, yeah, you can kick the field goal to tie. But at that point, momentum was already away from the Lions. I feel like that kicker might have choked. There's no guarantee he makes the kick. I didn't mind going for it there. Get the game back. Get the game back and go for it. But the first one, you, you're you inviting momentum for the Niners by going for that fourth down and getting stopped. Now, if Reynolds holds on to it, the game changes. And I just I say all that not to get bogged down in a conversation we were having yesterday. The data but freaks. The data freaks. I think on fourth down are largely right. You know, if it's fourth and two, you should be able to pick that up. Most of the time, you should be able to pick that up. Midway through the third quarter on the road in the NFC title game, already up two scores and you make it a three-score game. That's where I'd say, hey, take a step back, read the situation. And so what I'm nervous about as it relates to the Patriots is the Crafts role and Robin Glazer, their role in a lot of things, personnel. But analytics would be another one. And I read this earlier. I read it yesterday. I'll read it again. Because thinking through the Campbell stuff, and why Bill Belichick doesn't have a job, according to Peter King, I wonder if this is part of the reason why Mayo has been championed here. There's no GM yet. Like, is some of this stuff going to get forced on Mayo? And Peter King writes, One theory I buy for the market cooling on Bill is that most teams over the past decade have built out staffs of football analytics people with pipelines to the coaching staff. Arkin, a pipeline to the coaching staff. Who does that sound like here? Stabler. No, not Kenny Stabler. <laughs> um, well, sounds Robin, like Robin Glazer. Robin Glazer is the main one that a comes to mind. pipeline yeah. to the coaching staff and urging from management, for co- not Kenny Stabler, for coaches to use the work of these brainiacs. Belichick's been lukewarm at best about analytics, so an owner wants to hire, blah, blah, blah. He's going to blow out his whole building. He's making the point about Bill. I think it applies here, and I'm nervous that's going to happen with Gerard Mayo. I just think that they have a lot of movement to on the analytics front because it was so minimally used when Bill Belichick was here at least over the last 10 years or so. And so if it means moving a little bit more in step with where the rest of the league is, I don't have a problem with that. Like, uh, you should be incorporating it as a tool. What I don't want is for you to basically go so swing so far in the other direction where it's dictating the decisions that you're making in game and you're basically like the Chargers offense the last couple of seasons. Right. And so right, it can't be paint by numbers. You have to be able to read it with a human element a little bit and you can't always go with the analytics. And so I agree with that. And you know, just furthermore when it comes to Mayo, he is on record with the Greg Hill show in that interview. We played a lot of clips from it. But he's on record saying I'll take the points. Like, he was asked directly by Shime when Todd Bowles was down 14 against the Lions in the divisional round. What? No, you keep going. There's just a little update from Missoula. Oh, no. Uh, When they were down 14, going for two, he was asked about it. He said he'd take the points. What? So Jared Weiss from The Athletic just tweeted this, that Joe Missoula was asked for a medical analysis of the Celtics injury report because it still has Chris Dapps Porzingis as questionable. Um, His response was, quote, I'm a bird brain. You know I can't do that. Oh, shot a perk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that bird. Uh, 
What do you say? It would fly backwards. Bird would fly backwards. Yeah, yes. Right. He's uh, same line he said about Kyrie. He it's said about favorite. Joe Missoula. Where do you think a bird would fly if you put Kendrick Perkins' brain in? <laughs> I don't know. Arby's a good. It's a good question. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. You want to jump in line for Keith and Cadlick tonight? They come your way at the top of the hour. Dial them up and let's get to bet roulette. Some picture. Right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f- around in this place. You got it? Boom, boom. That's it. Gambling. That roulette brought to you by the good people at Cars for Kids. Easy way to donate your car. You can donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's cars with a K and the number four. All right, we missed last night. Let's not name names. Let's not point fingers at anybody. What do you mean, we? I mean, we as a group, we. collectively, we win as a team, we lose as a team. Mm-hmm. That's always my attitude. Some of us did pretty well. Always my motto. Uh, Jalen Brown couldn't hit his over, which I was frustrated by. Mego hit on the Zion over. Arkan hit on the total game under. So I let us down on our parlay last night. Why don't we see how we do tonight? Roll, Mego. Okay, ready? Yes. <laughs> Very uh, heavy basketball bet three. roulette today. Three. That is the Jason Tatum over-under for tonight, and that's 29 and a half points against the Pacers, Mega. Against the Pacers. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Don't know if Kristaps Porzingis is going to be out there. As we, as I just said, he's questionable. But, yeah, I, I can see 30-plus for Jason Tatum because they're going to have to match the Pacers' offense. Uh, very, very fast team. Scores often. I like it. Over 29 and a half for Tatum. I can tell you I live boosted Tatum last night. Or not live boosted. I uh, I juiced up the odds a little bit because I'm like, Devin Booker's scoring 40 every night. Luka scored 70. and be, I'm, I'm like, Tatum's <laughs> due for one of those nights. It wasn't last night. We'll see if it's tonight. All right. All right here comes Jones's roll. And it is a four. And that four is Pascal Siakam's over-under. Uh, one of the newer Pacers. Mm-hmm. He was traded a couple weeks ago. His over-under tonight is 19.5 points. No Al Horford tonight. Porzingis still questionable. He'll be a game-time decision. That may or may not affect you, Jones. But Pascal Siakam, over-under 19.5. I'm going to take under 19.5 points. Ryan and I were talking tonight. I like the Siakam rebound over. Did you end up taking the assist over on Siakam there, Ryan? Thumbs down. He did not. I'll take the under on points. I don't feel a big scoring night for him. Uh, Halliburton's back. Yeah, I was going to say, that's part of it. Uh, so I'll take the under. Arcan, All right, go. here we go. Click, click. Ooh, oh. front rim. And that Arcan. is a two. And the two is Pacers Celtics over under 246. That is a huge over under, so I'll take the under on that one. That is very high. Yeah. Okay, but you know why it's so high? Because, because it's the Pacers. Correct. Yeah, the pace that the Pacers play at. Although, I... Uh, I think I had that logic earlier this year, and it went under on one of those games. Also right. the second night of a back-to-back. Arkan's got the – well, for the Celtics. Arkan's on the under, 246.5. Uh, I'm on the under for Siakam, 19.5. Mego has the over for Jason Tatum, 29.5 tonight. I'm told it's plus 515 if you want a little action there. Uh, so there's your parlay and bet roulette. Hopefully we can do better than last night. Stay tuned for Keith and Cadlick. They got you covered here on WEEI, and we talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. That's you the pumpkin market. The gift I don't know me. this song. And the card inside would say, thank you for <laughs> being a friend. Teach me how to grind, Tom. It's, it's an <laughs> yeah, A. Demonstrate. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England sports original. Men, the new year is here. And if you're like many of us, you're going to make a resolution to improve your health. But if you're feeling sluggish and low energy, if your sleep patterns are off, 
If you've been working out and aren't seeing the gains you used to see, making that resolution may not be so easy. This is Dale for Northeast Men's Health, and if you're feeling the way I just described, we can likely help you with that resolution because those symptoms probably mean you're suffering with low testosterone. And at Northeast Men's Health, we're experts in treating this condition. With our low T protocols, if you're like most men, the change will astound you. You'll feel more energy and better mental clarity. Your sleep will improve. Your workouts will be better, and you'll likely find your sex drive goes up as well. So call us today and get treated for your low T. Your initial visit is only $99 and includes blood work and a medical consult. And if you start on testosterone the day of your appointment, your visit is free. Call 617-793-5000 or go to northeastmenshealth.com. We have five offices, Salem, New Hampshire, Dedham, Marlboro, Woburn, and our new office in Farmington, Connecticut. Hello, I'm Greg Figueroa. And I'm David Figueroa. Over 30 years ago, my brother Greg and I set out on a mission to offer the world a better hot sauce. That's right, David. We made Melinda's thicker, hotter, and better than ordinary hot sauces. And now we have 32 exciting and delicious sauces that hot sauce fans are obsessed with, like our ghost pepper sauce, our Thai sweet chili, and our best-selling black truffle hot sauce. Melinda's also has five spicy ketchups made with real sugar and no added junk like high fructose corn syrup. People ask David and I, what makes Melinda so good? That's easy. We think like chefs do. Instead of burning someone with hot peppers and vinegar, we use fresh plant-based ingredients and the finest chili peppers perfectly blended to set your mouth on flavor. Go to Melinda's.com to find our line of craft condiments at Walmart and other fine retailers. And right now, get 20% off our award-winning sauces with code RADIO at Melinda's.com. That's M-E-L-I-N-D-A-S.com. Melinda's.com. Hey, it's Greg. Joint pain can drain your energy and can make everyday tasks unbearable. Medications mask the problem and have side effects that can hurt your system. Surgery is painful and has a long rehab time. It should only be your last resort. QC Kinetics is the alternative that you've been looking for. Their medical team uses your body's own natural cells to help blood flow to painful areas. It's your body's custom pharmacy designed by nature to help heal and repair yourself. If you're making a New Year's resolution right now, and it's about being pain-free in 2024, then QC Kinetics can help you achieve that goal. As you get older, tissues wear down, and there's less blood flow than there used to be. QC Kinetics can help your body repair those tissues. It's the best way to avoid painful joint surgery. There's no downtime, and their procedure provides healing and pain relief. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation today. Don't wait. It's a new year and time to finally do something about that pain. 617-644-PAIN to schedule a free consultation with QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Gresh, shaking things up a bit. No formal intro. I want you to hear what Carlo from Auburn has to say. The biggest thing that I received out of this Awaken 180 program was that I was able to get a best friend. And when I say that, I mean the person that I look to in the mirror every morning. I would walk by the mirror and not look. Now, the Awaken 180 program has given me the ability to look in the mirror, smile, and actually enjoy and appreciate the person I am. I went from, you know, 301 down to 213. I've lost 84 pounds with Awaken 180. 84 pounds, and Carlo did it in under four months. Those, my friends, are the results you'll get with Awaken 180. Do what Carlo did, I did, Rob Bradford, Andy Hart, and everyone else has done. Get back to liking the person you see in the mirror and choose Awaken 180 Weight Loss online at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.